All right, here we go. How's everybody doing? Episode six of the Time for Change podcast. I've got a few things I want to hit today. I don't know about you, but I'm here. I'm ready to get recording. I think we're going to give it a shot. As always, apologies for the background noise or maybe a little bit. I like to podcast on the go, and today I am on the go, but on the pause for a few minutes. Kind of hanging out, relaxing, grabbing a drink. Just kind of watching the uh, watching the birds fly over here at the park for a little bit. So anyways, hopefully everybody had a crazy good St. Paddy's Day weekend. I didn't have too much of the... Uh, the green beer, if that's your if that's your way of celebrating a, a weird holiday. I don't, uh, I gotta be really honest real quick. I, I don't believe I have ever known or even looked up the point in, excuse me while I move this bag out of my way, sorry. I don't, I don't believe I've ever looked up the point or the history of St. Patrick's Day. I don't know, so I apologize if that uh, makes me a bad person here. I, I don't know what to say. I never really cared to look it up or honestly never thought much of it past right now. So, And uh, guess what I'm going to do? I'm not going to look it up because I could really care less. Uh, so, if that is a holiday that you celebrate, congrats. Hopefully you had a good time. Didn't have too much fun. Uh if drinking is your way of having fun. Uh, and if you just treated it like a regular every every old day, like I did, then, uh, well, <laughs> happy whatever day that was, Friday. Anyways, moving on. Addictions, I don't mean drugs, by the way. Eating addictions, food addictions, tobacco, maybe even drinking. Let's touch on all of this for just a minute. And as I always like to throw out there, and I'm going to remind you again, just in case you've never listened before, or maybe you have forgot, I am not a certified anything, licensed anything. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. What I'm about to say are my own personal thoughts, opinions, and just anything in between. They're my own observations. There's no scientific backing that I'm aware of. And if there is, I'm not using it because I'm going off of what comes to mind for me, not for everyone else. I'm not trying to prove a huge point here, but I do want to talk about all that stuff. So if you do have an addiction or problem with any of those, please seek the right people. The right help is out there. And I promise you they can and will help you if you're willing to help yourself. So keep that in mind. There's no magic way of doing things. There's no magic pill. You have to have the want yourself. So if you do have a problem with any of those that I just said, or even maybe it's something I didn't say, reach out and get the right help. Um, there, they are, there are people out there. There is plenty of, uh, of ways to finding help. If you need it, if you want it, if you know somebody who needs it or wants it, please reach out to the right people. Um, again, not a counselor or anything like that. So I'm just going to dive right into it. I, I'm not going to say that I suffered through anything because I'd rather, it seems a little bit more harsh than what it is in my opinion for me, 
it may not be the same for you, but for me, it's, it's a little too harsh to use the word suffering. Uh, so I'm going to use, if I do use that word, understand I'm using it very loosely here. I have had a somewhat problem in the past. I don't have an addictive personality or anything like that. I don't even know how you'd word that, but I don't easily get addicted to really anything that I know of other than probably food, which is kind of another reason why this podcast started and why I'm starting the journey that I am on and trying to start and trying to keep going uh, with several obstacles always thrown in the way, but we're going to keep moving on from it and, you know, just keep making something of it. But I did for a lot of years dip smokeless tobacco. And I know that a lot of you, a lot of you may not think that that's a major deal, but I would rather live my healthiest life, especially now being in my mid thirties. I recently turned 35. I don't, I, I didn't want to live the way that I was living in other ways. So I'm still working on that in other ways separate from that. If that makes any sense, if it doesn't bear with me, I promise you it'll make sense here in a few minutes. We'll tie it all together. So for many years, even as young as a teenager, believe it or not, uh, I know there's some people out there that do it and have done it still doing it, whatever. I started dipping smokeless tobacco pretty young as a teenager. I was able to get my hands on several cans of it every few weeks. And I, so I did, and I dipped a lot. And I did that growing up until my parents caught me, which when they caught me, I was already like a week away from being old enough. So it was kind of one of those things. It's like, well, you know better, you know, but they're not bad parents. I mean, honestly, what are you going to do if you, if you catch your kid dipping, what are you going to do? Forbid them to leave the house? I mean, they're going to get their hands on it one way or another. So, I mean, what are you going to do? But I, I dipped for a long time. I dipped all the way up to, like I said, I'm, I'm just recently turned, turned 35. I dipped until I was about, uh, 27, I think maybe 28. Uh, so I dipped for a long time and I'm not really proud of that because I realize now what damages it could have been doing, uh, you know, and, and potentially was doing. And I, and I never really thought anything of it because honestly, I mean, some people, I don't think some people do think about that stuff. It's just one of those things that, you know, it's man, whatever, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. And my number's up, my number's up. You know, somebody out there has a mentality when God's ready to call me home, he's going to call me. Home. All right, whatever. I doubt that, you know what, we're going to go off that subject. I've got a lot of opinions that are probably not going to make people happy if I say them. So I don't want to lose listeners this early on in the uh, life of the podcast. So we'll move away from that. I think that's probably the best move. What do you think? I don't like to do stuff that's very touchy or controversial. On this podcast, I do have another one, however, that I have recently ended uh, that did <laughs> stir the pot, for lack of a better way of putting it. But this one, we're not going to do that because this is not what this one's for. Um, I quit dipping about 27, 28 because my son was born. I started realizing, for one, I had spit bottles everywhere, right? in my truck, in my car. Uh, you know, I 
even on my motorcycle when I used to ride back in the day, I'd have a spit bottle in it in case I went in somewhere. No, I didn't use a spit bottle on a motorcycle. That would not really make sense, would it? But I did have one in there in case I like had to run into the store, you know, or run in and meet somebody for lunch or go in and, you know, hang out somewhere and grab a drink. You know, just whatever it is. I, you know, I'd have a spit bottle right there in the saddlebag. I'd just grab it and go. So, but I had, my point is they're all over the house and not like, I'm figuratively speaking, had one sitting on my table. That sounded really redneck on my table. I had one sitting on the coffee table next to my chair or couch, you know, and in the living room. And you probably get the picture. I don't really need to keep going. But I didn't want my son grabbing one because he sees a bottle and trying to drink it. Or he sees a cup. You know, kids kids will sneak a swig of their parents' drink, especially if they recognize a McDonald's cup or a Sonic cup or something they're going to relate that to good stuff inside of it. And I didn't want to be using one as a, you know, a spitter quote unquote. And you know, my son who was very young at the time, grab it and take a drink. And well, then he has a lifetime of trust issues and a weekend of bad stomach issues. So I'd rather not deal with that stuff. Uh, it's not worth it. So I talked about quitting numerous times. I quit before I had kids probably four or five times and they never made it over a week or two. And, uh, you know, honestly, I realized that it was a mindset. It was a mental problem. It was not a mental problem, but it was a mindset problem. Mother, mother, yeah, I'm going to quit. I just don't know when. And I knew I wanted to quit. Like, all right, this is my last can. And then I'd finish the can and out of habit, I would buy a can. Or one of my favorite ones, I used to be a regular at a gas station uh, near where I used to live at that time. And it was such, it was so often for so many years that whenever I'd walk in there, most days, depending on who was working, there'd already be a can sitting on the counter for me. And I walked up to the counter with my coffee or energy drink or whatever I was grabbing that day. Uh, and my oatmeal cream pie, because I mean, that was, that was the, that was a breakfast of champs back in the day. But my point is I had a lot of, I, I had a lot of want to quit, but I didn't have the means to, in a sense of out of habit, they would already get out dip when I walked in and then out of habit, I just, I wouldn't think anything of it and I'd pay for it and leave. And then I'd get out to the car truck and pop open the can and then put in a big old fat dip right in my lip and then get on about the day. And honestly, that's really not a, you know, you, it's, it's really, you do it. So unconscious. So what is unconsciously the right word, I guess you just do it. You don't think much of it is my point. And, but anyways, one day I was at work, I was in a work truck and I was and I had a, I bought a can of dip the night before we'd went out to dinner and on my way, on our way home, I stopped to uh, get gas and I ran inside and got an energy drink for the next morning because back then I was on an energy drink kick quite often. Uh, might have the times changed. But grabbed my energy drink for the next morning and of course one of the girls that had worked there a lot of days was there on nights. So she had a can ready on the counter. Like, oh, I didn't expect to see you tonight. Let me rephrase that. She worked overnights, so she was already there for her shift. I guess. I just caught her at the beginning of the shift instead of end, like I normally would. But anyways, my point is, the next day, 
I get to work, I'm driving down the road and it just keeps saying, I, I keep having these thoughts rolling through my head, rolling through my mind constantly. Like, why did you buy a candle dip? I thought she was going to quit. That's what I kept asking myself. I was like, I thought she was going to quit. What are you doing? You know? And then I finally got to the point where I had, I had stopped at a place uh, at a, at a customer's and on my way out the door, uh, leaving there, I took the can of dip and, uh, I had two cans. I'm sorry. I had two cans of dip. I threw the one that was in my pocket. I threw it in a trash can on my way out the door. I got out in the truck and I started driving down the road, going to another customer's, uh, shop and I, I littered. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. Don't, don't judge me for it. You've, I'm sure you've probably tossed something out the window, but I got mad at myself, like, why did you throw that can of dip away? You still have one in the truck. And I caught myself getting ready to open it out of habit and put in a dip. And no kidding, yes, like I said, I littered. I fully admit it, it's been years ago. I guarantee you I've picked up enough trash where I fish and where I do walking and hiking and stuff like that to make up for one can of dip I threw out before you start judging me. But I rolled down my window and I tossed it out into the bar ditch, driving down the road. Like, I'm done. I'm not doing this crap anymore. This is it. And I stuck to it. And ever since that day, I've not bought a single can. I, uh, I had a couple years ago, uh, I had a friend joking around with me about dipping. And I grabbed a tiny little fingertip of a pinch, if you know what smokeless tobacco and what a pinch is. And toss it in my mouth and literally spit it back out within maybe five seconds. Aside from that, which doesn't even count, to be honest with you. If you want my, you want it to count, you do you. But I, your opinion on that doesn't matter to me. I, my opinion is that it absolutely not count. Just like holiday calories don't count, right? Christmas calories, that eh, caught you on that one, didn't I? So it didn't count. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. But since then, I haven't touched it. When I, when I quit dipping, I quit altogether. I haven't smoked. I don't vape. I haven't vaped in so long that I couldn't even probably figure out how to turn on a vape pen or a vape, uh, a vape. I don't even know what they're called. A vape thing. I, I have no idea what they're called. That's ridiculous. I can't believe that that just kind of completely, is it called a vape? I don't know. I'd, Whatever. I just, I know them as vape pens. The one I had way back in the day was a vape pen, as they called it. Uh, but the point is, I, I haven't touched any of that. And I don't want to. It's not, I just threw it, I quit cold turkey, as they call it. And I don't, like I said, I haven't smoked in years, even longer than that. Uh, you know, in my early 20s, I would smoke every now and then. I, I had my favorites that I had, you know, I had my favorites way back in the day that I enjoyed smoking every now and then of cigarettes or even little cigars or cigarillos and stuff, but I haven't even, I haven't touched them uh, in years. I mean, well over since I quit dipping. So I'd probably say closer to 10 plus years for that. Uh, now I guess it would be still be about eight or nine, between eight and 10 years. I just have no desire to it, to, to smoke or anything. And I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I've probably had like a drag of a menthol cigarette once or twice. To be honest, I, I don't remember, but 
I do know that way back in the day, that was one of the things I would do if I was feeling sick from allergies or all clogged up. I would take a puff or two of a menthol cigarette and then I'd throw it, I'd, I would put it out and throw it away. I would not smoke the whole thing. I would just have a drag or two off of a friend's cigarette, assuming that I had a friend around me that had a, a menthol. And I was not a menthol guy. That was just strictly if I was not feeling good and it was in my, you know, like in my lungs and throat and, men and I needed that menthol feel for a little bit. But anyways, my point is, what I'm getting at is the addictions come and they go. And I dipped for a lot of years, smoked off and on for a few, never really got into the vaping. Uh, I tried it a few times. I found a few flavors I really liked. I don't like inhaling garbage. I mean, that's really what it is. I like fresh air. I like, I like feeling good and feeling healthy aside from being fat and eating garbage food. But I don't want to, I don't want to smoke. I don't want to have all the nasty stuff that comes with that. Uh, you know, I really got to say that I'm not against people that do smoke. I'm not against people that dip. I'm not against people that vape. That's all you do. You. I wish that people would make better decisions, but you know what? It's their life. If they choose to do that, then they choose to do it. I'm not going to be one of those people that, you know, points my finger at him like, oh, you're going to suffer the consequences one day. You know what? Because honestly, they know that they don't give a crap. And I honestly don't either because if, you know, if they don't care, why should I? And, you know, for them, I don't mean that in a hateful way or selfish way. I'm just saying I would like to see people not do that. I'm all about helping somebody in any way that I can, you know, like just kind of the whole, the, the support deal. Like, yeah, you can do this. You got this. I'll do that for days. But if you flat out don't care and I have some friends that have that mentality, like, oh, I don't care. I'm going to smoke a carton a day and burr, burr, burr. have at it, bro. You do you when you're on oxygen in a few years, uh, don't get mad at me whenever I'm trying to live my best life and, and you're dragging a, a tank around with you. But that's, Again, not trying to make it negative, not trying to be condescending. I want to see people do better. And you can do it. You just got to change your mentality. You got to change your mindset. You have to boil down and understand that now is the time for a change and to jump on that. To jump onto the change and hit it with everything you have. Uh, drinking, I, I'm not going to go down a deep road or go down a dark road of drinking I'll have the social beer every now and then. I don't do liquor and mixed drinks anymore. If I do, it's kind of a few and far between social drink. Uh, I went down a really bad road that was going places that I would, I don't want to see anybody go down. Uh, I know it's a part of life. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of details on here because I kind of feel like that part of my life is behind me. And if, if it comes up another day, then we'll cross that bridge and we get to it. But until then, just understand that drinking is not worth it either. I'm not saying don't drink. I'm not being one of these people who live all great life. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying moderation. Maybe I, I drink responsibly. It tells you on the side of every bottle package and can out there. So follow what it says. Uh, it'll do you good. I promise. But I went down a, a really bad road that was leading to more bad roads. It led to even worse roads. And I, 
I felt like it was a one-way road that I was never to come back on, and I found a place to turn around, not trying to be corny or anything, but found a place to turn around at, and I took something that was a a very often deal and turned it into a very few and far between deal. And, uh, you know, that's why I said St. Patty's Day. If, you, if going out and having green beer is your deal, I mean, knock yourself out. Just be safe. You know, have a way home. Don't. Don't do something that's going to hurt yourself or hurt others or endanger other people's uh, lives or anything like that. It's not worth it. So be responsible about it. You know, have a way out. Have a have a way home or whatever you need to do. But it's just not for me. And I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody else because I'm certainly not. I have my flaws. Trust me. We're going to hit on them in a minute. But drinking is one of those things that I realize that when I woke up, absolutely garbage sick in the worst ways I could ever imagine, I realized that I was, I was aware and kind of had that realization and kind of had that little talk with myself, like, is this where you really want to be at? And I chose not to, so I quit. And it was just one of those things that I helped get myself away from. And haven't went back to it other than, like I said, the occasional social social beer or whatnot, you know, to cook out or, uh, you know, fishing. I, you know, really don't, I've never really been a big drinker when I fish either. I get bored with it. But uh, anyways, those addictions, alcoholism, anything like that, it sucks. If, if you, I'm going to repeat myself. If you need help, reach out to somebody and get help. There are many different avenues that you can take to get help. And a lot of those don't cost anything. I know that if you want, you know, your own personal counselor or therapist, it may cost you money somewhere. I don't know because I haven't gone that route, but if it comes down to it, there is other ways to do it at churches or at, you know, AA meetings or, you know, you can, you can find people to help you is my point. You just have to look. And if you don't know where to look, then Google it. I'm not trying to be a smart ass with that, but you'll find something. You will find help. With all that, my next thing that I want to really hit on, food addiction, eating addiction. I... That is the one that has been the absolute hardest to break. That has been the absolute hardest one to turn from. And you want to know why? It's not because I'm weak. You have to eat to survive. You don't have to drink to survive. Uh, alcohol. You don't have to smoke to survive or vape or dip or chew. You don't have to do any of that to survive. But you have to eat to survive. And that makes food addiction so much harder, in my opinion. Because you can't just quit eating cold turkey, right? Actually, kind of, you can quit eating cold turkey because cold turkey is not all that great to me unless it's just sliced lunch meat. But aside from, you know, keeping the jokes at bay right now, you can't just quit eating to live a better life because it's not how that works. You kind of need to eat. You need food. You need nutrients. 
So you have to understand when I say eating addiction, most people aren't addicted to eating a bucket of salad. It normally is a lot worse. Sodas, energy drinks, fast food. It is so easy on your way home. You've had a bad, stressful day. I'm not trying to paint a picture picture here and make you hungry, but you've had a stressful day. You're on your way home. I don't feel like cooking. I don't feel like doing anything. So you stop by the drive-thru. Boom, a bag of burgers, a bucket of fries, and a huge bucket of soda. Man, I'm going to have a lazy night tonight. And then you eat it. And then you lay around. And you don't do anything productive. Because you feel like crap. Because you just ate like crap. Feeling all bloated. Feeling all inflamed. Your feet hurt. Back hurts. I don't know. It's, you know, Maybe that's not from the food or drinks. I'm just saying. But it's so easy, right? You know, it's you know. I know you can go through the drive-through, right, and get get a, a you know a, a dip, a can of dip, or a pack of cigarettes, or you know, I know there's drive-through liquor stores at this point. Uh, but you can live without all those. You can break that mindset. You can break that mentality. But the food part, that's the hardest part because it's so easy. Well, I need to lose weight. I need to get in better shape. I'm going to go home and I'm going to make my grilled chicken, uh, some white rice, and some, uh, you know, whatever, some steamed vegetables and have a, you know, a cup of unsweetened iced tea or, you know, a, or a cup of water with lemon and lime in it or something. I don't know. Whatever. You can do all that. It takes a little bit of work, right? But it's so much easier to just stop and grab what you need, you know it. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, so my point is, food addiction is—it's a lot harder to break for that reason. And I and I, I hate that. I hate that it's so much harder because you have to kind of be a little bit more mindful to what you're doing. You have to pay more attention to what you're ordering for your food or picking up at the grocery store, you know, or going over to a friend's house because it's so easy to go to somebody's house for a, a cookout, for example, you know, and you eat way more than what you wanted to, or maybe if, you know, going to a friend's, you know, watch party for a game or a movie or whatever. I know I went to one a while back that was really impressive to me. You know, it had all the cool sides. It had the had the barbecue wings. It had brats. It had notch. It had a table. They took the table and put a liner on it, a table cover, like a tablecloth, but like a picnic table cover, just to throw away one, and then put like a tin foil, two or three rows of tin foil together and then dumped out like two or three bags of chips in different piles with different toppings on them it's table nachos and then they had like walking tacos which if you don't know what that is that's a small bag of chips with all your stuff in it so basically you could take a, a one of those little miniature bag of doritos crumble it up really good or don't whatever throw your meat cheese lettuce hot sauce whatever in that bag stir it in it's called a walking taco who'd have thunk it my son loves them I don't really care for them, but I'll eat them. 
I make them for my for my kids because they do enjoy them. Normally, we just make them into nachos and put them on a plate, but sometimes they want them in the bag. But anyways, my point is, I went to that cookout, and it was so good because I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything. You guys have every kind of soda known to mankind. You have every kind of chip and topping and chip dip and a salad, and or not salad, but lettuce and tomatoes and onions and Everything you could think of to make a taco, to make nachos, they had sour cream if that's your thing. Uh, sorry if you hear a goose in the background. Where I'm at, there's a couple of geese that are deciding to be very vocal for whatever reason. Uh, you know, but all that together, um, when I started paying a lot more attention to what I was eating, I was like, wow, I'm eating like garbage. And then as, as far as it went, I went back for seconds, right? Because it's so easy to do. Again, part of my point. It's hard to go to somebody's house that's having a get-together like that and you show up with your own prepped meal. You know, if you show up with a ground turkey and, you know, celery sticks with some peanut butter as a side or a snack and then you bust out your other, you know, your other pack and you've got some, uh, you know, some rice and some ground turkey with, some, you know, seasoned ground turkey and steamed veggies, they're going to look at you kind of weird. And that's the part that I have a problem with, not being looked at weird, but being different. I don't, I don't want to show up and be different because then I feel like I'm being difficult. So I go back to the eating addiction side of it. Maybe I'm using that term wrong, but I could sit down and eat that stuff for days. feel like crap for just as long. But trying to break away from that is really hard. And trying to understand that there's healthier options out there and trying to battle the binge eating that I go through occasionally, you know, I get depressed, I get sad. The only thing I want to do is go through drive through and just get food and eat my feelings. And I hate that because it's, that is the hardest addiction for me to break because I don't binge drink. I don't binge anything else. other than I binge watch a couple TV shows once in a while if the weather's really bad, but I'll hit the binge eating, you know, button once in a while and it's hard to get away from. Sorry, I had to take a drink of my tea here. Getting mouth's going dry talking about it. But I feel like that's the hardest thing to break. And I know, again, I know there's ways to get help with that. And I know there's ways around it. I know there's there's better options out there. And I've, I've reached out in a couple ways, uh, to get help with that, to ask questions, uh, to get some better ideas for what I'm doing. Uh, I just got to take them. You know, I think that that's, that's just something for me that's been really difficult. And, uh, I'm getting to that point a little bit more now than what I was at a few months ago. I feel like, I feel like I'm a sneeze, excuse me. Uh, I feel like my mindset is finally going the direction that I want it to. Uh, being a single dad, being in my mid thirties, living that lifestyle that I've lived for several years, I'm burnt out on it. You know, I want to do better. 
And so I want to, you know, my whole idea for this talk about the whole addiction thing is my point is, is we can overcome it. Whether we want to be stubborn and not ask for help and do it on our own, it's harder, but it can still be done. But it takes a mindset. And my whole point to all this was I'm struggling really hard with the mindset on the food addiction part of it. Because whenever my grocery order came a couple weeks ago, I'm using this one as an example. Not that I only order once a month, but this particular grocery order had celery sticks and lettuce wraps in it. My kids ate more of both of those than I even touched. And I went after the, the bad food. And as I was sitting there the other day, going through the refrigerator, I found a Ziploc baggie that I had actually forgot that I put celery sticks in with a little deal of peanut butter in a, in a little Tupperware container for work. I was like, man, the celery is bad. I need to throw it out. And it, as I was throwing it away, it's what made me think about it. Like, I don't, I don't see why I didn't just grab it and go to that, you know, go to work that next day and use it as a breakfast or a snack or something, because it would have been so much better than I'm sure I did. I mean, I, I don't really have a go-to snack when I'm at work, but Whenever I do get a snack at work, I mean, let's be real. And I'm on the go a lot at work, so it's not hard to pull over into a gas station uh, or, you know, or I don't really do fast food when I'm at work, uh, mainly gas stations or something. I'll swing in by, swing into one if I've got a few minutes. But I mean, let's be real. There's really not a whole lot of healthy options there. I mean, I know some of them have fresh fruit or they have fruit. I don't know if fresh should be. Uh, in that title, but you know, my point is I'm sure that whatever I snacked on that day, I was planning on taking the celery and I left it at home because I forgot wasn't as good as it would have been if I'd have just had the celery and peanut butter. So my point is having the mindset, breaking the, breaking the mentality, breaking the habits that can all be done and, and not, you know, I guess what I'm trying to put into words is all the addictions that I've, you know, of the few that I've had, dipping, drinking, I really wasn't a big cigarette person, but I had them, like I said, those were easy to quit. So easy to quit. It's, I never, I think about it occasionally, not because I miss it, not because I want to go get some, but I think about it. Because I'm like, that's so crazy that I was like that and I don't touch any of it anymore. And I'm trying to figure out why in the heck can I not get that mentality for food? For eating the junk. For not eating better. So it's one of the things that I really got to just hammer hammer on really hard and I got to, you know, just get, get the right mindset and just really get to grinding and working really hard at it. And just be mindful because, I mean, trust me, it would probably be easier if I had somebody to follow me around seven days a week, probably, I'm going to say 12 hours a day, but probably more like eight because I'm trying to go back to the eight and 16 fast. So in the feeding window, it'd be so much easier if I had somebody just followed me around all day and just knocked garbage out of my hand. Like, nope, 
smack it out of my hand. Go get an orange. Put those Cheetos up. You don't need those flaming hots. You know, go you know, go get go make some stuffed peppers and you know when you get home tonight and snack on those. You know, or I just man. Somebody that carried around somebody that followed me around with a backpack of healthy food, so whenever I'm grabbing for the health unhealthy stuff, they can smack it out of my hand and quickly quickly replace what I'm holding with a healthier option. That'd be so great. But I mean this ain't the movies and I'm not some like some jacked millionaire that has somebody can follow me around doing that. So not gonna happen. Uh anyways, addiction can be beat. It takes mindset mentality, awareness, uh just putting in the work. It takes all that. I know that. I've done it with a few things. I know you can do it. Together we can we can achieve that and you know build a better life for ourselves. It just takes uh, the time and the work. Uh, so I really want to just say that like it it can get better and it will get better. You just have to put in the work. And I'm saying that to you. I'm not practicing what I preach here in this sense because I feel like saying it to you is going to kind of help me. And maybe if you're somebody I know, you can remind me and I can remind you. And, you know, that's what this is all about is making changes for the better. Uh, so off of that, gyms and exercising versus at home things or outdoorsy things. I, I, I don't know what labels you want to go with these, but... I looked into a couple different gyms. I decided to, uh, I decided to give my money to one of them to try out for a little bit. Um, I don't know how I feel. I'm actually, go I, I haven't been there yet, so I can't really speak a whole lot about it. I just signed up the other night, uh, online. I got my access stuff all set up. I haven't been able to get away because again, I'm a single dad, so I go whenever I don't have my kids because when my kids are with me, they are my priority. So I do not have my kids tonight. Uh, so later this evening, when I get finished with a few things and getting stuff ready for the week, I'm gonna go try it out. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go put a little bit of time, a little bit of sweat therapy in, and uh, kind of see how I feel. Uh, you know, I, I don't. You know, I've said this in earlier episodes. I'm going to say it again. Being an overweight person, being obese, it's hard. Maybe not for everyone who's obese, but it, I'm going to say it as a generalized thing, but it's hard to go to gyms nowadays. Maybe forever, I don't know, but or like forever in the history, but to feel like you're being looked at and watched and laughed at and Sure, there's people out there that are like that, that are very narrow-minded and very ignorant. And they're, they're on, honestly, their opinions and thoughts and their words don't mean squat. They're, you know, hurt people hurt people, right? But their thoughts, their opinions, their looks... 
snide comments even, if any, they don't matter. That person doesn't matter. Because you know what? You're there to put in your own work. And that's a hard mindset for me also. Because whenever I go to the gym anymore, I feel like I'm being watched. I feel like... It's very selfish of me to think this way. I feel like I'm the center of attention. I feel like everybody's looking at me. And I don't like that. I don't want to be the center of attention. And I know that whenever I look around, when I get that mindset, whenever I'm thinking, oh my gosh, everybody's looking at me. And I look around and not one person's looking at me is a great feeling because I'm like, ah, I'm invisible. And then it's like, oh, they're all looking at me again. And it's such a stupid mindset. It's just a vicious cycle that it's so dumb. It doesn't make sense, but it happens. So when I, I panic and whenever I feel like I'm being judged or I feel like I'm not welcome anymore, I'll quit coming. I'll quit showing up. And I had a really good gym membership, uh, a while back. And I, I got, I started getting to those, that mindset to that feeling and I quit going and I canceled. Uh, also for some other reasons, did nothing bad on that gym by any means. Uh, but I guess I should have stayed there a little bit longer because that mindset I knew would go away and it, and it did for the most part, or maybe it went away cause I haven't been going there. I don't know, but this new gym, I'm going to go try out. I'm not going to say any names right now because it just, it doesn't matter. Honestly, a gym is a gym, right? No, not right. But you probably get my point here. You probably, you probably smell what I'm stepping in here is what I'm saying. You're not all gyms are the same. And I get that not all gyms are created equal. I get all that. I'm going to go give it a shot. I'm going to give it an honest shot. If I don't like it, I'll switch. Or maybe I just push through. But I, I know I want to go somewhere where I'm comfortable. And the gym that I was most comfortable at several years ago is not exactly existent anymore. Uh, it partially is to a point. But it's just not worth it to me to go back. It's a far drive from where I live. And honestly, I'm not going to get what I want out of going there. Um uh, I know where I need to start at and, and going to a place like that is probably not the best move for me. Uh, so I'm going to go, like I said, tonight I got some things to get done. So later tonight, whenever I get everything knocked out that I need to worry about and put some time into after recording, I'm going to go give it a, you know, give it, give it some time. Like I said, I'm going to go in for that sweat therapy, that sweat sesh or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and try to hit it pretty hard, you know, try to get the feel of the place, kind of see how I want to, how I want to start chiseling away at what I'm working on. So that's, you know, we'll know in time how that works out. I'll share later down the road where I go. Uh, if it's, if it matters, I don't feel like it's really relevant, but you know, I don't care where you're going is my point. I know some people get bashed for going to a couple places. And I'm sure that whenever I just said that one came to mind and if it didn't, then, uh, good on you for not having that mindset already. But, I know there's a few out there that already get a bad look. Uh, just understand if you're going to the gym to better yourself, that should be all that matters. It doesn't matter what name is on your key card. It doesn't matter what color the machines are or anything like that. It matters that you're putting in the work, you're doing what you need to do. That is literally all that matters. So just go put in the work, 
put your head down, keep after it, keep your mind, you know, keep your mind on what you, what you're there for. You know, don't worry about what other people are looking at. Don't worry about trying to be the biggest, baddest, best person in there. Uh, because honestly, you're not there competing with anybody but yourself. You know, just understand you're there to better you and to make sure that you leave there a better person than how you came. And that if I can, if I can get that mindset through to me a little bit more, then I'm going to be set. And I'm hoping that by saying it, by talking it, by living it, by thinking it, it's going to help me. It's going to help you. We can all live a better life and we can all just do better. We can escape whatever it is that we're trying to escape. I'm not going to be one of those people that, you know, is like, I go here to battle the darkness. No, I go here because I like to eat. And I don't want to like that anymore. I, I, don't, I want to like to eat. I want to like to eat healthier. <laughs> Let me start over by saying that. Um, anyways, hopefully everybody had a decent listen tonight. I hope that it wasn't too stupid of a podcast. I just, uh, it was it was some things that were really on my mind. I don't really feel, I'm not very good at putting some of my thoughts into words. And I think tonight, it's one of those nights where I did the best I could. I feel like I could have done a lot better though, but I did the best I could. And I don't, I don't want to come off judgmental if you do have any of the issues that I spoke of, because it's not really necessarily an issue, just something that we can all work on, that you can work on. We all have our things about us. We can do so much better. And I know that. And, you know, like I said, if you need help, reach out to the right people. They are out there. Uh, I wish I could help, but I'm not, like I said, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a, I'm not anything like that. I, I can, I can support you by saying, I know you have this. I know you got this. You can do it. And I can say that very generally, like I just did as in you as in everybody, but I can also be very personal about it because even if I'm saying it in a general sense like that, please know that I do mean it on a personal level because I don't care what your background is. I don't care where your past has been. I don't care where you've been in your past. This is now. You can you can wake up tomorrow and do better. You can go to bed tonight and do better. And if that's what you're trying to do, I know you can do it. I know for a fact you can because people do it. We as human beings are have that ability. We have the options. We have we have choices that we can make. And if we make the right ones and we get help when we need it. We're not afraid. We just put our pride aside because I've tell you, that's the biggest killer of it all. You have too much pride. You're too proud or you're afraid. I mean, getting help is not going to make you weak. It's going to show that you have a strength that some people don't have. And they don't have it because it's been pushed into them that they're weak if they go get help. And that is BS. That is not the case. It does not make you weak by any any shade. There is no weakness there. So please understand that. Uh, be safe, everyone. I will update very soon on what else I have going on. Uh, the next podcast that I do, episode 7, will be probably a little bit more about what I've been doing and what I am doing. A couple of meal prep ideas that I've started doing uh, coming up. Uh, I'm not going to do them tonight because I still have a few 
A few things I'm trying to work out uh, and get a little bit better and have a little bit more to talk about, if that makes sense. And hopefully that does stand true. Hopefully I didn't just make a liar of myself for next episode. But we'll be talking a little bit about uh, what I'm doing, the meal prep, if that's what you want to call it. I don't know if I'd really go as far to say meal prep. But when I do make food, <laughs> whether it's for tomorrow or for today, uh, I'll hit a little bit on that very lightly. Uh, at the very least, like I said, there are some details I'd like to go into. So I'm hoping to get all my facts together and bring them to the podcast. It's not like scientific facts or anything like that. It's more of just me and what I'm doing and eating. I don't want to talk about something I'm not doing, you know, or not cooking or not eating. So I'd rather be able to bring a lot more to the table. So anyways, be safe, every, be safe everyone. We'll see you again on episode seven. Thanks for hanging out right here on this episode, which is episode six. Please stay uh, connected if you possibly could. I really appreciate it. Like, share, follow, subscribe, whatever uh, whatever it is that you have to do on however you're hearing me. If you want to find me on social media, Alan Barger Fishing on TikTok and Instagram, or my private account on TikTok and Instagram is Glocks and Coffee. Now, they're both my accounts. They both are me and only me, but my Alan Barger Fishing account kind of follows fishing and Slowly starting to put some fitness stuff on there and my, you know, whenever I do rucking or hiking, things like that. Uh, I don't have a YouTube set up enough that I'm going to share it just yet. I'm still trying to figure out if I even want to go that route because I don't feel like I do. Again, Glocks and Coffee or Alan Barger Fishing. Um, like I said, thanks for, uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Be safe.